Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Blood Brother is a personal up-close view of the director's best friend, Rocky, affectionately referred to by his Indian children as Rocky Anna who has spent the last few years living in India in an orphanage where HIV-positive children and women are cared for. This film, Blood Brother, is a character study of a man whose strength, humility, and grace are unparalleled. Um, it is. It is truly uh, a heartwarming, uh, in the most um, clear-eyed, real way, of a man who has decided that uh, he has, wants to do something with his life that fills his heart and and also fills the lives of these uh, amazing children. Um, the film is Blood Brother. The director is Rocky's best friend, Steve Hoover. Steve, welcome to Film School. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, I just enjoyed the the heck out of this uh, out of this film, Blood Brother. Um, obviously, you've known Rocky a good part of your life. How, when did you fir- first meet Rocky? Uh, Brought. Uh, we met in 2001. Um, we both went to a, the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, a commercial art school. Mm-hmm. And um, we lived basically on the same floor. And one day I was getting on the elevator and he popped his head out of the room and just introduced himself to me. And basically from there, just became really good friends. Yeah. And um, tell us a little bit of the backstory. I didn't get too much into it. Uh, what was it that led... Um, Rocky brought to go to India in the first place? Um, well, there's kind of a, a handful of reasons. I mean, he was a graphic designer, and around this time he was just getting into photography to basically help his uh, design. Um, and, you know, one summer he had asked me to go. He just bought a one-way ticket to, to go to India. Uh, but before buying it, he asked me to go, and I said no. Um, so he asked another friend to go. And uh, really, to me, it looked like an adventure more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were just going and seeing, going to see what would happen. And uh, they went, and Rocky kind of jokingly said he wanted to be Mr. National Geographic. But there was other things he wanted to do there as well. Uh, and one of them, as, as you hear in the film, is he wanted to check out the uh, House of the Dying. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, someone told him while he's there, you know, you don't need to go to the House of Dying. Like, you, we, there's places like that all over India, and uh, that person connected him with the, the orphanage. And so Rocky and Jay, the guy who went with him, um, went to the orphanage, and, you know, this is something that didn't fit into the film, but they actually hated it. Oh, <laughs> and, is that right? Uh, they hated India. They wanted to, uh, they actually booked flights to Australia to go spend the summer on the beach, and on their way out, Rocky said he was overcome with this feeling like he was making a mistake. And he went back to the orphanage, mm. and that's sort of wow. spent the rest of the summer there, and you know the rest is kind of history. Right now, at, at what point? Uh, I mean, it's in the film, but at, at, at what point uh, did he talk you into coming over? And did you bring a camera the first time you went over? So he had been living there for a year and a half um, before I finally went, and that was the first time I went. Would what is in the film is my first time going. Okay. And um, it was kind of a, he would just always ask me, so you, you want to come visit? You know, always mm-hmm. ask me to come. Mm-hmm. And then, 
to, you know, I, I didn't really want to come until the idea of making a documentary came up, which, you know, looking back on it is um, a bit selfish. But, yeah. um, well, what was your what was your trepidation? What 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 what, what was it? A, what were you thinking that you? Well, I'm not sure I want to go. Or what what was in your process when you were considering this? I just, I mean, for one, I had no connection, emotional connection to what he was doing. I I, I was interested in it. He would send me updates, and every now and then I'd send him a small donation, like mm-hmm. some of our other friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I wasn't interested in traveling. I'm more of a, uh, a comfort creature. You know, I just like right. the familiar things, and, and uh, I just didn't want to go. And it was a lot of effort, and I didn't want to make that effort at first. And then, and then, so uh, you you land. It, it's is it is it pronounced Chennai? If I'm saying that right, Chennai. yeah, basically Chennai. Chennai. So you arrive in Chennai. We see, I, I believe in the film, we're we're seeing you walking up to the compound. Is that am I is that accurate? Your first arrival. Yeah, you know when we got to India, it was like two, three in the morning, so it was dark. Okay. Uh, and it was about an hour and a half travel from the city, the airport, to the village where yeah. the home is. Yeah. Um, so by the time we got there, it was really amazing. I always tell people that I feel like India kind of slowly revealed itself to me because the sun came up, yeah. and I could, you know, I was in the dark for a while there, and then yeah. I just started seeing everything and was really amazed. But yeah, the, the, then we, you know, we went get straight to, to the. Uh, you get to the gate. Um, that's a great opening, by the way. And um, by the way, what, what kind of we, this is film school? So I'm going to ask you, what kind of camera were you using? Um, we used uh, 5D, 7D. We had about. I think 16 rolls of 8-millimeter film, and I had this kind of small handheld Vixia camera just, you know, always on my side in sort of a satchel. Mm -hmm. Any issues with, uh, did you you have a good experience with the the 5, 7, all that? Were they good, reliable cameras for you? Yeah, you know, we, we, especially for the time and everything we were were doing, um, the the cameras came in really handy. Uh, they were efficient. Yeah. Um, we started working on another documentary and uh, we're using a lot of Canon gear, but you know we switched uh, to C300s just because it uh, feels a lot more suitable for documentary. I'll tell you, this this show is becoming an infomercial for the for these <laughs> Canons because every, I, so many documentary filmmakers use them. They're reliable. They're easy with, with sound, audio. You can, there's a lot of a lot of pluses to being able. They're very flexible cameras, it seems. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you arrive. Uh, this it kind of sticks in my throat because this amazing scene at the beginning of him walking into the compound and the children, the reaction. I mean, it really sets it up for the rest of the film. Uh, were you? What was your reaction to seeing these children just charge at, at at Rocky and just the way that they they embraced him? Is that that had to be a kind of a a moment for you? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was definitely amazing. It's you know, it's, that whole morning is just something I'll never forget. Um, you know, cuz for me it's it, all these relationships that I had heard about, yeah. you know, were all just coming to life and and seeing the kids, you know, come at Rocky and you know, even with Davy before all the kids ran out, she, you know, how overwhelmed she was uh when Rocky came back. Yeah. It just really you know, I kind of said it in the narration, a lot of things just started to click and make sense for me. Um, I started realizing how truly special these relationships mutually were, you know. So in case we haven't adequate, in case I haven't adequately set this up, 
Rocky has essentially taken up residence there. He lives among them, not he doesn't live a separate life in some uh, better than than they do uh, environment in terms of his living arrangements, how he goes about uh, preparing his food, making his way through the day. He's on the grounds with them. Uh, in in an or in an or is it considered an orphanage? Is that what they officially call it, or is it just a compound with kids in it? But is there they, a, they always call it a hostel. But uh, yeah, and all of these uh, these children and women uh, are HIV positive. Uh, many of them with, with the full of bearing the full brunt of of AIDS. Uh, and uh, one of the great things about Blood Brother, by the way, we're speaking with the director of Blood Brother, documentary coming out uh, today here in Los Angeles, uh, is that you do a great job of letting us as an audience get to know these children um, individually and, and uh, through not only through the re- interaction that they have with Rocky, but um, there's enough uh, elements in it for us to understand these children uh, in, in much deeper ways than than you generally get in a documentary like this it's uh uh it is uh yeah it's a great job of getting everybody all the major and minor play but you get a lot of people in this film and we get i felt like i got to know them and and it's amazing um so you you are now there with rocky sort of seeing their reaction to him coming back and all that uh at what point in this did you decide then I have to do a full length documentary? I have to do something more than I planned on, or is it what you thought you might be getting into? When did that happen? Well, I set out wanting to do a full length, um, but I have to be honest, I didn't really know what that meant and, <laughs> and what that actually entailed. I'd never, you know, tried to do something of that effort before. Um, so, I mean, I kind of went into it naively, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a documentary. And, um, you know, as I started experiencing things, and, you know, after the first trip, I was still kind of confused. I wasn't really sure how it would all come together, um, and it wasn't really until after the second trip, um, you know, that I started feeling like there is a um, full story here. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, there's I, I don't know if you've ever seen this documentary, but the, your documentary reminds me an awful lot of one of my all-time favorite documentaries. It's called Genghis Blues. Have you ever seen it? No, I actually haven't. It is remarkable, but the the thread that for me that is the common thread here is is that uh, they these two brothers, the Rocco brothers, got into uh, following this blues singer over to uh, to uh, Tuva. And really didn't know what they were getting themselves into, but it was such a compelling story, such a compelling. The elements involved were so overwhelmingly interesting, and in some ways, your film, as as well as Genghis Blues, these profound issues of humanity and the way we treat one another and perceptions of people, was was just propelled that documentary as well as I think yours, and um, it. it I I hope I I would assume you share some of these sentiments. This story, just it just pulls you in and pulls you along in 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 and the and the the circumstances that Rocky finds himself in and caring for these kids. Mm-hmm. Did that? I mean, that had to be kind of a a moment or more than a moment. Uh, it had to be such something that you could not have envisioned in, uh, even uh, getting into this. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how much you know just. The, the subjects, you know, Rocky, the kids, they just really pull you into the world. There was, you know, no, there was no sort of fly on the wall, really. It was, 
uh, wasn't really possible in this environment. Did, did the kids uh, adapt to you being there with the camera pretty quickly? Did that take a little bit of time for them to get used to you? What, what was that like? Um, I think it, it, it took a, a little bit of time for them. They didn't really understand what we were doing. They just saw the camera as something fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of a challenge. So every now and then we'd be trying to get a serious, you know, art, serious establishing shots or something, and the kid would jump in front of the camera and start dancing. Um, you know, that took a while for them to kind of get used to it. And in some ways they didn't really get used to it. If I went with a camera today, they'd probably do the same thing. Well, they're kids. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, they, they definitely got used to, um, you know, our presence there. And and not so much used to it, but, you know, we be really became friends with them all and hung out with them and, and you know, yeah. ate with them and everything. Well, I want to also let our... our our listeners know for uh for well also where they were speaking with steve hoover the director of the documentary blood brother uh, are you in town to uh for uh screenings yeah i'll be at the lemley royal um okay. doing q and a's for some some of our screenings this weekend friday tonight saturday that kind of thing yeah okay and by the way uh just in terms of your credentials in this regard this film won sundance Okay. Uh, well, you won U.S. It won its U.S. Doc uh, Award, Audience Award, and you also won U.S. Doc Grand Jury Prize. Mm-hmm. It's done very well on the on the uh, on the festival circuit, but it premiered at Sundance, and I'm sure the reaction was great there. Um, uh, did you have distribution when you went to Sundance? No, that was all. It, yeah, that's something that we worked out basically after Sundance. Did it really help being there? I mean, that, yeah, that definitely. Was, was that I the mean, game changer for you? It's one of those things, like I, I tell people all the time, I never expected the film to get outside of Pittsburgh. So um, definitely the, the Sundance, you know, helped in ways, you know, greater ways than, than I'll even understand. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have distribution through Tug, Inc. now, and, and that platform's great because it's a, basically a grassroots effort. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, for a film like ours, it's, it's uh, really crucial to have you know, the distribution through Tug. Now, uh, people can um, find out more about the, the film screenings, Tug, and the rest of it if they go to bloodbrotherfilm.com. That's bloodbrotherfilm.com, so if people are interested. But it's great getting a, getting a run at the Lemley Royal uh, uh, today, starting today, and a national rollout after that. Um, tell me in the just a couple of minutes that we have left, uh, Steve, that wh- how has this changed your life, not just uh, in terms of as a filmmaker and getting a film in, in distribution, and I expect uh, you're, you're, you to hear this name, um, you're, the name Blood Brother called out when, when the Oscar nominations come out. I, re- I really do. I'm not just blowing smoke here. I really think you're... This is as good a documentary as you're going to see. Uh, uh, how has this changed you personally? Be, be, is putting aside the filmmaking part of it, the experience of doing this, what is what has this been for you? And and how's Rocky doing? Um, um, <clears throat> so I mean, in general, Rocky's he's doing really well. Uh, it's, he two days ago was actually he and Nimi's anniversary. So as I was at a screening the other night, I kind of took for granted that you know I was in India two years ago at that time. Um, wrapping up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, they're, he's doing really well. Uh, he and Nimi, they still live in the same place in the village. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, me, as far as being changed by the process, I mean, everything changed me in a lot of ways. It got me connected to deeper issues 
that are outside of myself. Um, it got me uh, connected to really, you know, a, a, a personal connection to what Rocky's doing. Um, whereas before, I I was very sort of half-hearted about it, and and you know, thought I cared, but realized that I really didn't when I got there. Um, and you know, I leaving it, I wanted to do something to help, not just him and the kids, but, you know, it connected me with just HIV and AIDS in general. Um, so um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, all the proceeds from the film yeah. are, all the filmmaker profits are going to Rocky and the Kids and to these um, AIDS uh, initiatives, yeah. that, or these AIDS organizations that we've partnered with through the film. Is that Red Hot and Blue, I think? Have I got that right? The, yeah, Red Hot. Uh, arms around the child in Act Five. Right, and you can you can get to all of that through uh, BloodBrotherFilm.com. Uh, it'll take you to those websites. And uh, yes, and thank you for bringing that up. Whatever the, whatever comes from this film financially is going to be put back into helping what is going on not only with Rocky Broad and his and his efforts, but continuing the effort to bring awareness and uh, and medical. Uh, relief to uh, people, children, particularly around the world, who are suffering from this heinous, heinous illness. Um, so, well, I uh, I'm so honored that you were able to find time to join us here on Film School today. Uh, it is a it's a great documentary, and my congratulations to you on on the filmmaking part of it. And also as much for bringing this story to to my attention and, and uh, hopefully my audience's attention as well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.